it was just awesome. It blew up real quick. I think it got like uh, 1.3 million views like within the next night or something. So that was like crazy. To, that was my first video that actually went viral. Welcome to Appalachian Startup, stories of new ideas that eventually became thriving businesses in areas that most would consider a bad investment. I'm J.D. Belcher, and I started this podcast because I took the same path as a lot of these folks. I'm a former coal miner, and now I make films through my own production company called JJN Multimedia. I wanted to hear others speak of their journey to not only give new beginners hope, but to help me grow as a fellow entrepreneur. Caleb Francis is quickly becoming a household Appalachian name for adult comedy. Now, I emphasize adult comedy. This is your disclaimer before checking him out. His videos on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube consistently go viral, even to the point now where he's developed a sustainable revenue stream, doing what he loves. What started out as making some videos with his friends for their enjoyment eventually turned into a comedy brand entering over a million homes that allowed Caleb to officially quit his day job. Want to be an Appalachian influencer? Listen to him describe his journey and the climb of Caleb Francis comedy. He also makes some amazing custom knives. Enjoy. Okay. Uh, well, my name's Caleb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we yeah. all know who you are. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I've been making videos and stuff uh, since probably 13 or 14. We posted stuff together. I uh, mean, some of my friends on YouTube a lot when I was younger and, uh, some of those were, you know, they would do all right. And like, it was just kind of popular with like our close friends and family and stuff. But, uh, as I got older, I kept making the videos and stuff like that. And, you know, friends move away and, uh, we didn't really continue doing them together, but I just kept doing them. And, uh, you know, I've been in school, like I've been in college off and on for like five years. Uh, I think I have roughly four years of college, but, uh, it was just never anything that I really wanted to do, the stuff that I was going for. I was never really interested in it. Uh, right. I just always kind of wanted to do something more like this, like the, the videos and the trying to do with the comedy and stuff like that. So that's where I'm at now. Very cool. So after high school, you did the whole college route? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right out of high school, went straight to college. I uh, was going for criminology at first. Uh, took some basics in uh, Beckley at New River. Then went to WU for a year, uh, did criminology for a year and a half, and then came back and uh, was off for a year and then started PTA, going for that. And I've got like a year and a half left for all that stuff. I think it's literally two classes and then the program, but, you know, it was just something I never really was interested in doing. It was just something that could make money. Gotcha, yeah. So tell me about growing up around here. Uh, Man, it's... It was wild. Me and my friends got into some crazy stuff around here. Uh, we were always in the mountains camping and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> we were, I mean, like I was saying, we made videos and stuff like that. So it was like a little bit different. We'd try and uh, come up with some cool things just to film and stuff. But, you know, typical West Virginia rays, uh, doing the fishing and the camping and the hiking and stuff like that. And then started doing it with my friends and family group that I kind of clicked with. And then we started with the, the weird videos and stuff like that. So been making those, honestly since I was really young so we were always trying to come up with something crazy to do we'd get sleds and 
take them to the tops of mountains and like slide down mountains and just like goofy stuff like that. I mean, anything that we could kind of make a video about. Uh, so it was always pretty busy. Is there a certain video that comes to mind of like, man, I really like this? <laughs> yeah, whenever uh, whenever we were little and we were making the videos, uh, there was one that was the Barracuda Storm that everybody really liked. It was kind of like a knockoff of like Man versus Wild and uh, all those Survivor Man videos and kind of did it with like a cheesy Australian accent and it, th- those did really well, or at least from the people that you know, knew us then and uh, watched our stuff. They always really liked those. So, uh, and that was something that I always thought would be cool to do as I got older too. Some kind of like little skits of that because everybody, and there's not really anything like that, uh, that I've seen a lot of people around here do or, um, other influencers, they don't have many videos that are kind of like staring towards that. There's the people that work with the animals and stuff, sure, but, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, that would be that would be <laughs> that awesome. Pretty funny one. Cool. Uh, so, how'd you pay bills coming out of college? Like you left, and then did you get a job somewhere? Yeah, yeah. When I was at WVU, especially uh, whenever I was first at New River, um, I was just working at uh, the park up here at Twin Falls. I worked there for a year and a half, so that was most of uh, how I paid for everything was that. But when I went to WVU. I was a bouncer at, uh, it was called The Cellar then. Um, I think it's called Annex now, but it, it's like name changes like every couple of years. But uh, it's a bouncer there, and I was a lifeguard at the wreck uh, for the year and a half I was up there, or a year. But uh, that was how I paid for pretty much everything there and whatever I got back from uh, like student loans and stuff. Sure. And you was telling me about AutoZone? Yeah, yeah, advance here in town. Uh, Once I came back from WVU and I started going back out to New River for physical therapy, um, I was working at advance and I worked there for three years. Uh, It's been almost three years now since I worked there. So, yeah, that was how I pretty much paid for everything between that and college refunds and stuff. Mm-hmm. What you know, I, I know initially you were making videos with your friends. Like, what was the new iteration of Caleb Francis? Like, when did you start building this brand, or did you even mean to <laughs> in the beginning? No, I mean, this is something that like I always was like dreaming of. Uh, I always hoped that it would get to this point where I could make videos and make a living off of it and stuff. But uh, it was right when, uh, during like when I worked at Advance, um, that was was all kinds of inspiration that was coming into there. So I had the West Virginia Dad videos that I did where it was kind of just like your typical stereotype West Virginia guy, you know, coming in with a real thick accent and uh, always upset about something and just spouting off crazy stuff. Uh, so I had a few videos that was kind of centered on people that had came into events. And uh, that was one of the first videos that did really well was a, a version of the West Virginia Dad where I was talking about a new chew coming out. And I made like my own like chewing tobacco brand. And uh, that was Mountain Chew and all that stuff. Uh, so whenever I did that, that one was really uh, received. I, it got like 130,000 uh, views on that one. Wow. So I was like, well, I was like, this one, people really like this one. I'll probably need to make you know, a part two to that at some point. So a couple of weeks later, I made uh, part two. And then that's when it, uh, a guy messaged me. His name was uh, Emery King. Probably seen some of his videos before. He's uh, most people know him as the Chevy Silverado guy, but he messaged me and I didn't even realize it was him at first. I was at work and I was like, Hey man, I was like, This guy looks really familiar. Do you know? And my boss was like, Yeah, man. He's like, That's that guy. And I was like, Oh man. And we talked and he asked for my phone number. He's like, Dude, he's he called me. He's like, This was so funny. He was like, I was laughing so hard at the tobacco falling out of your mouth and stuff. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Did you make all this? And I was like, Yeah, man. I was like, I, you know, make it based on people from around here and stuff. He's like, This is awesome. He's like, I'm going to share this, 
and uh, he's like, I want you to know, he's like, you're going to blow up. He's like, I've been watching a couple of your videos after this. He's like, get ready for it. So uh, he shared it that night, and my phone was just like blowing up like right after. It was uh, just nonstop friend requests and like share notifications and stuff like that. And uh, it was just awesome. It blew up real quick. I think it got like uh, 1.3 million views like within the next night or something. So that was like crazy. To, that was my first video that actually went viral. How long ago was that? Uh, right at three years now. Really? Yeah, yeah, right at three years. So after that, like, was the thought initially like, you know, I'm going to try and monetize this or was it, you know, were you just excited because people were watching? Yeah, yeah. I was just mostly excited that people were like that interested in it and that that character. So, of course, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll make some more of these videos since people seem to really like this. And uh, but I also had like my other little videos that I made that was like the different humor and uh, stuff like that uh, in between my West Virginia Dad segments. So the West Virginia Dad stuff would do pretty good every now and then, but it wasn't like I didn't want to only be recognized for that because, you know, that was just like one character that I had. So I would try and mix in other stuff. And, uh, yeah, of course, I was like, man, I was like, it'd be awesome if I could keep this going and start making money off of it. Right. And uh, But, you know, that didn't happen until later, so... Right. Well, and you'll see me just laugh at random times throughout this interview because I was just thinking about you coming up with the putting the the uh, earbuds in your nose holes and doing the, <laughs> the make-a-wish. <laughs> anyway, okay, so um, did you just start, like, how do you come up with a character? Are you in the shower or are you just, you know, sitting around the house like, oh, that would be real funny? Yeah, man, it's usually, a lot of it is based on, like, uh, like encounters that happen, and I'll, like, be talking to myself, like, replaying what happened in my head. I'm like, oh, it's like I'm kind of, like, roasting a person to myself or something like that, something that, like, happened I'm like well i'm like i could probably make that pretty funny if i take that somewhere or i'll see like a a commercial or just just anything literally that could be like some kind of inspiration because you never like realize like certain things that you can just twist around and can be really funny and out of just everyday stuff Right. Do you kind of, do you practice before you post something? Like, uh, do you like take multiple takes? Yeah, or? yeah. Sometimes I take multiple takes. Especially, I'll, I'll get into a, most of the time. I try to just like you know free ball it. Just say whatever comes to my mind, and and I'll say something, and then I'll like watch it, and I'm like, oh well, I should have said this, and then I'll just like delete that and redo that part. And uh, yeah, like there's a lot of videos that you know I could spend like 30 minutes just making like a 20 second video sometimes, just trying to get that like exact line that I want, but uh. A lot of the time I just try and one or two takes and that be it because I feel like that usually is the funniest, especially if I'm kind of like stuttering or uh, it's like I'm thinking it through as I'm like saying it seems like a lot of people like that, like the realness of it. Right. Yeah. Is it, uh, has it always just started on Facebook? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, the real big uh, page. That's my biggest page now. Um, it all was on Facebook and now I'm growing my Instagram. It's uh, starting to get some uh, followers and stuff on there too now. But uh, now TikTok is blowing up. Uh, it's pretty much just like a new version of Vine. A lot of people won't get on it because it's uh, like the commercials that you see for it aren't are kind of cringy so nobody really wants to. But when you actually get on it and see there's so many funny people on there, it's it's literally just Vine again. And uh, I've got like a, a pretty good little following on there now. And then it's kind of like bleeding over into my other pages and helping it grow there so the goal is to try and have a big following on every page that i can my youtube my twitch tiktok uh facebook that way uh if i'm going to continue trying to make a living at this 
I can bring in revenue from like every page. So right. Yeah. How long do you spend? Like you know, do you have a certain day every week you do everything, or do you like do multiple days? Is it every day? It's just as it comes to me, man. Uh, usually, because like uh, most days, you know, I have it set up. It's like um, I need to work on this for like knives or something like that, and I'm like, well, while I'm cooking breakfast or like after I eat and I'm like chilling for a minute, something will come to mind. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll film that real quick and. If it doesn't come out right, I'll feel the next part of it tomorrow or just however I want. It's literally usually as soon as it comes to me, I'll film it, but I won't try to post it until like the middle of the day or something like that, maybe the next day. With every video, do you know what's going to work or are there some where you're like, I don't know? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time, man. I post so many videos that it, like I'm like, well, I'm like, ah, I think this is funny. There'll probably be a handful of people that think it's funny. I was like, so, you know, whatever. And I, yeah, I make videos all the time that don't do very good, but uh, it's <laughs> a lot of people will still like it and then i'll see some people even in like real life they'll be like hey man this was that was my favorite video and i like can't even remember it because it like didn't do i'm like oh yeah i remember that video i was like that didn't do very good that's crazy that's your favorite one so it's like you know it, it works and uh but not all of them are going to be hits of course <laughs> right right yeah. one thing that's cool to me is i see you know i'll look on the comments and you know you have thousands of comments on on an average video and i'll see people that you can tell are your friends that are commenting like caleb man they're like rooting for you yeah, and stuff yeah. like that yeah. and you know how does that make you feel as like you know how Appalachia embraces people when they start to succeed like that oh yeah it's awesome man because it's like uh and there's so many people from like west virginia that like you know i don't know personally or something like that but i see it all the time there's like people that are from my home state that sharing them with their friends and their family people they work with stuff like that all the time like Anymore, it's getting now to where, like, when I actually go out in places, especially like in Beckley or something like that, that I like get recognized almost everywhere I go now. Or I'll get messages from people that are like, "Hey, I saw you there, but I didn't want to mess or like bother with." Uh, so I'm like, "Hey, yeah, I mean, just come say hi. You know, it don't it don't matter. It ain't gonna bother me." But uh, it's awesome, man. Like everybody, like especially around here, seems really supportful. So it's pretty cool. Did you notice a negative opinion? Like for me. You know, I've always noticed West Virginia, especially growing up and stuff, especially we, you know, I grew up in McDowell County. There'd be a lot of negative talk from outsiders and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, do you, of course. Do all you kind of get that same vibe oh, yeah, growing up? All the time, all the time, no matter what. Everybody has you labeled as a certain thing. Anybody that's not from, you know, usually here, Virginia, even parts of like North Carolina, South Carolina, people are kind of the same. They kind of get it. But when you start getting further out west, people, especially in like California and like further states like that, they all just have like a certain vision of people from West Virginia that they think of. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of hateful comments, stuff like that. And it, what's funny most of the time is people that say like the hateful comments, you can tell the video just went over their head most of the time because I'm usually really sarcastic in all my videos. Most of the time they think I'm being serious and I'm just like, oh, God, and you, <laughs> you like, can't explain it to them. You can't be like, hey, this is a joke. And they feel stupid. So, yeah, you'll catch all kinds of hate over stuff like that. So you have had negative comments. I oh, haven't yeah. seen many. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll see them every now and then. I, I try not to look at the comments like too, too often because of that. I'll see one and I'll be like, oh, man, this sucks. And I'll get pissed about it or something. But, uh, yeah, almost almost every video of mine you can go through and there'll be a couple negative comments somewhere, especially with the accent, man. That's the biggest thing. Like, uh, if anybody hears your accent that's not from, like, the tri-state area, they, lo they lose their mind, man. They'll start trying to roast you. And, and, and so they think you're stupid, just any of that stuff. When most of the time, 
what you're doing is like going over their head. So they like can't even comprehend it. And you're like, well, I mean. Well, you're finding your audience. And even still, you know, that's a view. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, they commented, they viewed. So, I mean, whatever. It's still helping me out. I mean, even if they got upset. Right. And I bet if you broke it down, like, you know, a lot of those would have more views than, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tally them up yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to find how I'm going to talk junk about it. <laughs> you know. Well. And do you think that gives you a little chip on your shoulder? Like, man, I'm going to, not only am I going to keep doing what you're annoyed by, but I'm going to do it even more (laughs) or kind of, you know. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, and uh, people get pissed about it, especially, and then like on TikTok, I'll see them too. Like people will be like, man, you used to be funny or man, uh, I'm so sick of seeing this. You sound like stupid, just your accent and stuff like that. And like. Then there'll be like a hundred comments that are like, oh, you're so awesome. This is so funny. You're my favorite. It's just. It's almost like a, a weird jealousy type thing, too. And, like, people want to, like, they want to comment. A lot of the times I've realized that people will comment nasty things just to get you to respond. Like, sometimes I'll see them, like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I'll, like, I usually, if I reply to anybody, I'm usually, like, yeah, yeah whatever, nerd. I'll just, like, say something, like, <laughs> dumb. I say something dumb to them, and that usually gets them more angry. Or they'll be, like, ha-ha, I just wanted you to respond. That's why I'm writing mean stuff. I love you, blah, blah. And I'm, like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right, then. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's cool, too. You know, uh, social media, there's a lot of, you know, you can dive into the swamp really easy. So I think that's why a lot of comedians are catching on like you. Um, People just enjoy laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And you kind of expand those borders and allow people like, it's okay to laugh at this. Yeah. I know, (laughs) you know, sometimes it's a little dark, but it's all in fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, how's that make you, uh, you know, like I've, I've battled with, you know, bits of anxiety and depression, you know, creativity is synonymous with mental yeah, illness sometimes. Yeah, yeah. How does that make you feel to know that you, uh, are lifting spirits like that? that man, it's awesome. Like, uh, I've always, you know, like I enjoy making people laugh. It's, it's, you know, it just feels good. It feels good to like, you know brighten somebody's day but once you start getting like <laughs> things that i never thought i'd get people messaging me and be like hey man you know I will, i've been going through like a really tough time you might not ever read this but you know your videos have like you know helped me get out of some dark places just scrolling through your page and laughing for a while has like really changed my mood and helped me through the day sometimes it's awesome man like it's really crazy and like <laughs> some of them have like teared me up i've like talked to people and i'm like man that's awesome you know i'm so happy that i could help but it's it's really cool dude especially when you have so many people that are that supportive and uh just all literally messaging you all the time hey man you know that you helped me do this you help me do this it's it's so cool man it's uh, like this was all just for fun to begin with. And now you're just like, oh, man, this is really, you know, this is really doing something for people. This is actually helping them, too. So that's just even like probably the best benefit I could get out of it. That's awesome. Uh, so three years ago from that first share to, you know, now, have you seen it? Has it been a gradual build or did it yeah. like spike? Yeah, and it, it happens. Uh, like I'll do a certain video that'll do really, really good. And then I'll get like a, a big gain. But uh it was. It's been slow on Facebook for sure. Um, so it's been three years. I think I'm right at three hundred thousand followers on Facebook. Uh, but the other apps are like blowing up quick. So um, that's why I'm trying to like kind of work on them all at the same time because there's just. Uh, it seems like it's so much easier to blow up on certain pages than it is, especially Facebook. Uh, the one problem I have with Facebook is. Uh, to actually like make any kind of money off of it, the videos have to be at least three minutes long. Right. So, and I don't really make a whole lot of videos that are that long. I'm usually like short little skits, you know, usually like a minute to a minute 30 at the longest. So, uh, 
when you start making videos that long and at least the way I do, you feel like you're kind of like rambling and people don't want to watch that. Sure, people yeah. don't want to watch long videos most of the time. They want something short to the point that'll make them laugh. But uh, that's why all these other pages grow so quick is like the Instagram and the TikTok. They just blow up really quick. There's people on TikTok already that are so famous, like because they've gotten so popular on there. They've got 10 and 20 million followers on there and it's bled over to Instagram and Instagram where you can make some big bucks just for every post. So they're doing awesome. And uh, that's the way I'm trying to get into that too, start working on those pages too. So. Right. Yeah. Well, over three minutes, I mean, we're so instant gratification minded. Yeah. Like people want to, you know, that's why Vine was such a big exactly, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just that quick. So that brings up a good point. Like, so let's talk about the plan to monetize this or like where it's at now. Like, how do you make money doing this? Um, so on Facebook, like I said, the, vid- the um, videos have to be at least three minutes long so they can put an ad on it. And uh, basically to get to that point on Facebook, you have to have at least 10,000 followers and a video that's three minutes or longer within the last six months that's gotten at least 60,000 views. Once you meet all those, it's like just three little things. And once you meet all those, uh, you can start getting monetized. But you only get monetized for the three-minute videos. And the video has to be watched for at least a minute. So it's like every thousand views on a video, as long as it's been viewed the one-minute mark of it, you can make a dollar off of. So uh, that's about the only way that I know of you can do it on Facebook. I'm sure once you get really, really popular, you start getting like uh, people who will sponsor you and like – companies that want to work with you for ads and stuff like that. And I've worked with like a few, com- a lot of uh, beard brand companies that uh, send me right. stuff. So I do like a lot of their stuff, but I usually don't ask for like payment or anything from them. They send me products. I'm like, yeah, this is enough. This is fine. But uh, this seems the hardest on uh, Facebook to like make it work. Some people do it, you know, effortlessly. There's a couple of people I talk to, Catfish and Ginger Billy, and they can just spit out three minute videos every day and right. they do good. So uh, it's pretty easy for them. But my type of comedy is uh, a little bit different. So unless I start making longer skits that are, uh, or compilation videos of all my other skits and just making it like a little video, that'd be about the only way that it'd work for me that easy. Gotcha. So uh, Catfish Cooling, yeah. you you all are friends? Yeah, yeah. I talked to Catfish. We've made like a video or two together. I uh, work with Ginger Billy. Me and uh, him are supposed to meet up at some point either this month or next month and hang out, probably make a couple videos while we're together. Uh, as you get to like, it's like a weird little community. Like once you start making videos, start getting recognized, you talk to all of them and they'll message you be like, hey man, I saw your videos. It's so funny. You're like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I like your videos. It's just like a weird little family. It's so funny. So, And they always want to like work together too. So it's really cool to kind of like branch out. It's just getting together to meet them and stuff. Sure. All y'all are building, you know, your followings together. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, everyone helping. Yeah. You're everyone. like in it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. So uh, what is the other ways like, you know, tell me about the knife business. Like when did you start doing that? That was like, uh, I had made like one or two knives like years and years ago, just out of like old lawnmower blades and stuff like that. But, uh, just here a couple years ago it was like right around the same time that like my first couple of videos were doing good i just uh had got a couple grinders and uh, some belt sanders and stuff like that and i was like you know what i've got all this like spare metal and like broken machetes so i was like i'm gonna see if i can maybe build something for myself i started making a few of them and uh they were all right you know they came out cool people just uh, people liked them too that's just the way they looked and uh 
I'd made a, probably six or seven of them, and then I started getting messages from people that were like, hey, man, do you, do you sell these? He's like, those are pretty cool. I, I wouldn't mind, like, you know, just having one to, like, hang up somewhere and look at. Just, I was like, I mean, yeah, I could, you know, sell you this, one for cheap or whatever. And it got to where I started making a few here and there, and then they'd tell somebody, and then I'd make a few for their friends and family or something like that. And uh, then it got to where I was taking, like, custom orders regularly, and uh, I was able to upgrade equipment and uh, buy bigger belt sanders and, like, bandsaws and stuff like that. And it got to where I had uh, my my girlfriend, she had a, a huge garage, and she was like, hey, she's like, you can, you know, come over here and set up over here if you need to for more room. And I get over there, and there's, like, <laughs> all these tools that I had needed that are already there. I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. So started uh, setting up there and then doing all my work there. And uh, that's been it, man. It's just been uh, like I, I, that was right around the same time that I quit work and uh, school, too, is right when the knives started taking off so much. So I was like, I can't work on all these, go to school and do a part time job at the same time. I was like, when well, I could be focusing on just the knives and be making better money than if I were to do either one of them. So that was when I was just like, well, you know, I'm going to go all in and quit everything and yeah. just pursue it all together. How long ago was that? Uh, that's been. Right at two years ago now that everything like officially started going by itself. Sure. How hard was it to make that decision? Because I quit my job yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I was nervous because, I mean, one semester of uh, school left, and then like the actual program to be making like pretty good money, uh, have a regular job, you know, like uh, insurance and stuff like that, and just like you know the security. So I was like, ah, you know, this could end up really badly, or I mean, this could end up awesome. So, yeah, it kept me nervous, you know, for sure the first few months were, like, rough. You know, they, some months will be better than others for sure. I'd make, you know, so much, and then the next month it wouldn't be nearly that much. But uh, I, my girlfriend, Kayla, was there with me the whole time supporting me, and, uh, I mean, she helped out a lot with, with her job. And now she's going back to school stuff, and it's kind of like uh, helping her go through that together. And uh, thankful for her being there. But, uh, of course, yeah, it's it's slow at first, and uh, – the videos are really what helped uh, that grow more, making knives and then making videos at the same time to get, like, exposure. People would go to my page and be like, oh, this is cool, more videos, and then they would see that I make knives. They'd be like, oh, that's even cooler. And then, you know, they'd tell their friends and people who collect knives would Mr. be. So it just kind of, like, each one of them trickled into each other back and forth. Right. So did you see, like, when you was able to – quit your day job and dedicate more time to it did you see improvements oh my gosh yeah i could really focus on like uh, each knife and just like that was the only thing i had to worry about so i could spend this much time doing this and i could try new styles and new handle materials and do all these different things for sheaths and stuff so once i was able to like dedicate full time to like the knives and the videos and stuff like that and that's when they really started to improve and get better and just grow and grow so it was it was a, obviously a, a better decision than what I was doing before. And how did you come up with Wolfgar Customs, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've just always really liked like wolf stuff. Uh, always had like pictures and like a statue of wolves and stuff. I've just always, you know, eventually I'd like to have some kind of like wolf hybrid pup or something like that. Just always been really into that. And I was like, well, I was like, I want something that's like wolf related, but like kind of in the same with knives and stuff. I was looking up a bunch of stuff when my friends was helping me look up and we found Wolfgar and it's like, uh, it translates, it's over to like, it's like a type of spear pretty much. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So I was like, I was like, well, that's perfect. I was like, it's like wolves and like with blades and stuff. So pretty epic name. I yeah. mean, it's like a game of Thrones. Exactly. Knives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it came out pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, 
That's fantastic. So, uh, you know, speaking about Kayla, your girlfriend, you know, how does she, how does she cope with you and your, uh, we'll say fame? Like, how does it, how does that work oh, out? I mean, like yeah, with the she, videos, she loves it too. She like she talks about it. Like she'll constantly get people like, "Hey, are you are you Kayla's girlfriend?" She's like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm in his videos too." And like now, I, I get her to get in some of my videos, and uh, like when I try and mix it up a little bit, we'll do a video together every now and then. And then like a lot of people seem to like really like that because it's like a more of a a personal aspect. Like they get to see how you really are in real life. You're talking normal. You're you know not doing like a bit. You're just like doing like an interaction stuff. So people really like to see that and uh they enjoy that so it's a lot of fun she's been in a handful of my videos and she'll be in more and more as uh as this grows too so yeah she, she enjoys it of course i'm probably like on my phone too much sometimes when it comes to trying to respond to people trying to get things situated with like knife orders stuff like answering people over that stuff uh so yeah, sometimes I'm sure it gets frustrating, but uh, I mean, she she knows uh, how like how it is and how it's grown and so 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 she fully supports it all. So you know, I would imagine when was the last time your Facebook had no notifications? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been yeah before all this happened. Uh, I basically turned most of my notifications off on all my apps. Like I don't have it to where I get any kind of notifications for it uh, other than when I actually pull the pages up and go to it and look. Because that, that kind of helps me out too. Like when I'm trying to have like personal time, like uh, me and her like watching a movie or we're trying to spend time together. I don't want my phone going off and me just feel obligated to look at it and answer and stuff like that. So usually I leave all that stuff off. But since the last time I didn't have any has been probably for sure before my first video took off. Right. Yeah. Imagine in me, like if I had, you know, a following like that, it would be very hard for me to not keep refreshing. Yeah, because you want to like you want to try and interact with everybody and you want to try and like, I don't know, it's like be thankful to everyone because you've got people who are like constantly they're like, yeah, this is so awesome. Oh, this is great. I love you, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You want to like show your presence, you know, interact with your fans and stuff. But like if you, once it gets to a certain point, like if you did that, you'd be doing that all day long. You'd be scrolling through, refreshing, answering people, refreshing, going to your next app, doing the same thing. So yeah, it's, that's why I've had to just turn to where I turn it off and then I'll try and get to as many people as I can at the same time. And then. Right. Was there a time like you felt it, like you could feel the tension, like, man, I got to put this frigging thing down. Oh yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Like in, yeah, like you were talking about, like you get anxious over it sometimes man you're like oh, i need to i need to reply to these and i mean like uh with knife wars and stuff like that like i've got so many knives i'm working on at the same time there uh around uh december i got kind of like sick for a while and i was having like migraines every day for like three months so it made work really slow and i most days i like couldn't even hardly get out of bed there for a while so i was trying to make like squeeze in like a short video or two and then work on knives when i could but so that made me behind on knives so now i'm working on all kinds of knives at the same time so i've got people that are like hey how's the knife going hey how's the knife going so i'm like trying not to answer them all at the same time but like i want to get back to everybody but i'm trying not to be on my phone all the time so yeah it can definitely i mean like there's a lot of uh, stress and definitely some anxiety that comes with like uh, working with all these these kind of people that you're just constantly like seeing notifications and uh, that want to get in touch with you about stuff so yeah it can be stressful did you have to come up with a responsible schedule like you mentioned you have your alone time with movies and stuff like that do you like okay from this time to this time i'm gonna check this literally it's gotten to where on the weekends i try not to really focus 
anything on unless I really have to do something. I try to just completely, unless she makes a video with me or just like a random thing comes up, I'm like, oh, I need to make that little video real quick. Uh, but usually on the weekends when she's off and we're trying to do stuff together, I'll try to like not be that into it and not try to not answer. But I mean, still, I like fail all the time. I'll, they'll just be somebody I'm like, oh, I really need to answer that person. I'm like, oh, I need to post this or check on this. So it's really hard, man, especially when that's like you're uh, living now. You, you feel kind of obligated to be there and, uh, you know, be in it and responding to everybody. And But I mean, you just you can't all the time or else that'd be all you were doing. Sure. Um, do you do stand-up comedy? I haven't yet, uh, but I have quite a bit of material that I've kind of kept, always kept to the side that I've been like, man, this would be really good if I did stand up or, you know, something like that. I've had a couple places, uh, like owners of bars and stuff message me over and be like, Hey man, you know, we do like stand up here. Uh, how much would you charge? I'm like, well, I'm like, not much. Cause I've never done it before. So I wouldn't like you pay a bunch of me come bomb. But, uh, there's one guy uh, that owns a bar in Michigan that was talking to me, and he was asking if I would want to come do it. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, you just pay for, you know, expenses of me getting there. And I was like, and that'll be it. And he's like, all right, I'll somehow get back with you in a month or two. So uh, hopefully I have that coming up here in a couple months. Uh, give that my first try. I'd love to get into it. It's just, I mean, as you know, like literally unless I go to like Charleston or something and uh, like look around there, I'm probably there's probably like one or two places in Beckley. There's not really a whole lot of that around here. Uh I'd have to like really travel to go somewhere like where that actually does some really good like stand up and stuff. So sure. So you think like that's the next step, kind of? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to because uh, there's for sure uh, probably a, a six to ten minute set of stuff that I've always kept. I'm like, well, I'll save this because or uh, even some like little videos I've done. I was like, well, it's like if I were to do stand up, I was like, I could make that little video like way longer because i'd be able to explain it more and it, it could be way funnier in live so yeah there's just all kinds of stuff like that I, i'd love to get into have you gotten like any have you made any connections to where you were like whoa this could turn into something like do people message you like you mentioned catfish and and ginger billy and all that like yeah there's been a lot of things that have happened before that i'm like oh man this could be like a big thing but like none of it has like really like completely went through yet there's been a couple of like people that i've talked to they're like hey man we're working on this thing on netflix and you know we we want you to be a part of it and i was like oh my god yeah that'd be awesome that'd be crazy and then like you know a month or two pass and then like it they'd be like hey we're still working on it going you know and you're just like well you know whatever if it don't happen it don't but if it does that'd be awesome right. so th there's there's all kinds of things like that that happen that uh just never really seemed to pan out at least yet uh but uh yeah you're constantly like oh my god this could really turn into something crazy especially with like other influencers that are like blowing up especially if they like talk to you and they're like messages <laughs> even just getting like followed by somebody who's like a, another social media influencer or like a celebrity you're like oh man this is crazy this guy like sees my stuff and but yeah that, that gets you going every time that's fantastic well the cool thing and the exciting thing is it's climbing quick and and you know three years it's evident you you're on it like yeah, people yeah. are enjoying it and it's yeah. it's gonna happen so it's just you know it's just exciting for me living here to be able to witness, you know, yeah, your climb. Yeah, yeah, and it's you, yeah. it's just really cool. Tell me about the five year plan. Is it just, you know, you're just you're gonna make videos and continue the thing? Like you mentioned stand up comedy and this and that. I imagine that there's a structure here that you had to figure all this yeah, out with. Like uh so I'm working on my own like shirt brand and stuff right now too. That's a thing. Uh that should be done here 
and up within the next week or two. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, I've got, like, and I'm, I had merchandise whenever, in, like, one of my first videos, the Yeehaw Chew stuff came out, but that was, like, stuff that I never really wanted to make. It was just, like, people were like, hey, man, you should have some merchandise for this video. I was like, yeah, sure, if people want it enough. And uh, I worked with one company, and it was, like, shirts with, like, my face on it and stuff like that. And I was like, I've never really been into that. It's, like, kind of cheesy, kind of arrogant. But uh, I've always wanted to have, like, my own brand. So I'm working on that, and it's, like, loosely related to me. You can, like, uh, just tell that. And, like, uh, we've got the name picked out, and I've got the first line of shirts and hats and uh, some sweatshirts and hoodies done. Uh, but we're just finishing up the site. So once that's done, that'll be awesome. But I wanted to make it something that I could uh, add things to and just, like, grow. And it's not just, like, merchandise for, like, my videos or anything. It's, like, an actual brand that, like, you wouldn't mind wearing. It's like, oh, this shirt, this actually looks cool. I would wear this. So I'm uh, working on that. That should be done within a week or so. Um, now that I'm getting paid for my videos so well, <laughs> that's another thing. The Cameo app, man, that has been like crazy. Like I never would have thought that that would have blown up the way it has. That's like uh, there's some like serious celebrities on there. And uh, I never would have thought. I got like invited to get on there. Like, hey, you know, we watch your videos. They're like a representative from the app. And they're like, we watch your videos. We think that'd be uh, awesome to have you on here. So I signed up. Did like a couple videos. It's basically you're doing like personalized videos for people. They somebody will pay you to make a video for their friend or wish somebody happy birthday or they usually they want you roasting one of their friends or something. Right. So I never like really tried much. I was like, oh, I'm not that popular. I was like, people don't want that from me yet. And uh one day, it was around Father's Day, they were like uh one of the representatives was like, Hey, we've got this code going on for Father's Day. Uh if you post this with this code, uh that'd be awesome. I was like, Okay, sure. And I posted it. Ended up getting like 300 uh, like cameo requests Whoa. in like two days. I was like, oh my God. So for like for like four hours, I was just like filming videos for people. And I was like, man, I was like, I've been, I've been, I was like, I've been sleeping on this. I never would have realized I could have like made like, you know, some decent money from this stuff. Right. So now I'll try to like talk about it like once or twice a week. And I'll be like, hey guys, because people message me all the time. I'll be like, hey, what's that link for the cameo stuff? Or, or where can I find this? I'm like, hey, it's right here. So I'll try and refresh it like in a story or something like, hey, here's, you know, this is the link for this if that's what you want and uh, i'll get like 20 to 30 like every like week we can have something like it and just like regularly from posting it so it's awesome man I, that was another thing that just kind of came out of nowhere and uh, that's been another thing getting being able to get paid from that facebook a little from youtube and a little from twitch together uh like really helps out big time and the goal is to get to where i'm not taking custom orders for knives anymore and i can just make the knives that I really want to make because I have so much equipment now and I could make like really crazy stuff but I'm working on like so many custom orders at a time trying to get those out the door that I can't spend the time that I want to on the stuff that I want to make mm -hmm. and uh there's like a guy from, from the military he like was a gunner on an AC-130 and he was like yeah he's like when we go on missions we have to change these uh minigun barrels every mission because they get warped and he's like, could I send you some of the barrels and could you maybe make a knife? I was like, dude, that'd be awesome. I was like, yeah. I was like, I've seen people do that before. It's like, I'll have to do some research and I might mess up. He's like, well, I'll send you a bunch of pieces. <clears throat> so I've got a whole box of like a giant machine gun barrel wow. that's like cut into sections. It's like, I can make knives. I'll be able to make axes out of it, stuff like that. So there's just so many projects that I really want to work on. And the story behind that product. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. what, it's crazy, man. And like the rifling on the inside of the barrel is so like thick and deep that like I've seen people make them before. Once they actually like pound it out flat, it almost looks like a type of Damascus because the steel is like so di different. And once it's like pounded flat, all the, uh, the rifling that's inside has like a coating on it too. So it's like black. But dude, it's like there's just so many cool things you can make out of it. A lot of stuff that I want to make pr like for myself and uh, – 
just like really kind of test myself because I have all the equipment now and I've got like a lathe for making rings and stuff. So the goal is now to get to where I'm just making most of my living off of my video stuff so I can make what I want with the knives and then sell like two or three of those a month. That's killer. So um, are you able to measure at this point, like you have obviously several sustainable revenue streams coming in. Can you measure like, okay, this is my average for social media that I'll probably make. This is my average for knives in this month. Yeah, yeah. Usually, uh, usually I can like guesstimate that. And like a lot of the times, like, Right now, I haven't really been taking many custom orders because I'm just working on so many trying to get like this. I'm working on like 40 or 50 knives at the same time right now trying to get them where I got so behind. There's just so many of them. But and the thing is with the shows that have came out, like the uh, Forged in Fire and stuff like that, a lot of people think you can make a knife in like just a couple hours or a day or something. And I'm like, you know, I'm still fairly new to this. There's like a lot that I like really want to take my time on and make sure I'm doing good. And uh, so it, it just takes a long time. The process is all really tedious. So once I get done with this, like 40 or 50 knives, that's when I can really start to like focus on the big stuff. And then I can, I'll really be able to set out a schedule and be like, okay, well, I'll be able to make this much each month from knives and then this much from videos. And especially with the Facebook stuff, man, you gotta, I just got to start making more like three-minute videos. As much as I hate it, I just got to kind of come up with a thing that I like that's well, you mentioned that compilations. Long. I like that yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think people that, will just I think sit that there. Will work all right. Yeah, to where it's each video is like you know just a couple 15, 20 seconds long, so they get their laugh out, and then it goes to the next one. Like, oh, okay, here's another one, and then it kind of like sneaks you in. You're like, oh, this is a bunch of short videos, so it works. But right, yeah. and the knife process. I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to know myself. Like, where does it start? Like, what's the process of making a knife? So I've only like actually really from ground up forged a handful of knives usually what i like most of the time it's like leaf springs or old files or something like that something that's like a a good high carbon steel or like a tool steel um but what i usually do is i order a bar of steel it's usually like 10 to 12 inches long and like a, an inch to three inches wide and i go from there and i basically i rough draft a, a shape of a knife on there draw it on with a marker or something and then i'll cut or grind whatever excess off I need and then I, that way I have the shape sh rough shape it on the grinder to where it's like the exact shape I want it to be and uh, start sanding it down smooth and then I'll get it to uh, like the exact weight like however flat I need it to be on both sides and just kind of like a, a better weight just removing uh, excess stock of uh, all the like sides then I start like beveling the knife on the sander you get like your uh, rough edge put on and then you heat treat it so it goes into the forge for a little while, get it red hot, and then you're quenching it depending on what kind of steel you use. You it'll be in the forge for so long, or uh, some like the tool, some of the tool steels I work with, uh, you don't even have to like quench those; they just air quench. So once you pull them out of the uh, fire, you just let them sit until they're cool. And then you temper them in the oven for a couple. And that's a, see, that's the, something that I've never understood either. Is like on the shows, the forged and fire shows, they have to make a knife in like three hours. Like, just the tempering process is, like, three to four hours. So I'm like, how are they making this? There's there's so many things that, like, I don't understand. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, constantly learning new things. After the, the temper and the forge, you clean it back up on the grinder, and then you can do your actual, like, uh, your real bevels, get it down to where it's uh, ready for, like, a final sharpening. After everything's cleaned and sanded perfect, uh, you attach the handles. Uh, if you're using just, like, an epoxy on pins or if you're using the Corby screws, uh 
usually got to wrap up the blade with something when you're putting your handle on because like the glue leaks everywhere and it's just like it's a that's why i'm trying to get away from that too and just use more corby screws because uh, it's such a mess and it takes like 24 to 30 hours to cure but dude it's such a process and like you won't like you won't think of it the worst parts are uh at least in my opinion is once you get the handle attached and then you got to sand it and rough shape it and get it to the shape you want you have to hand sand the entire handle you know starting from like 40 to 60 grit and then work up to like 1200 1500 grit so it's like 20 minutes like a handle of just sanding and and you'll you'll get a couple grits up and then you'll see like a a deep groove or something like i gotta go back down and re-sand all of it again it's just it's very very tedious stuff and a lot of people don't really get that like what all you got to get into it's sort of like well you know uh we're trying to rush you and you're like i'm just trying to get them all as good as i can but right so it happens, from man. start to finish how long does it take for the average knife if if you were just working on one knife you could pull you could do it in two days for sure like if you were just working on like one or two knives it, you could do it in two days but it's at least like a 12 to 15 hour process of just like for one knife other than that's like actual work and uh because like i said you know you've got things that have to like in the oven it'll be some blades will be in the oven for three to four hours tempering and then you got to like uh heat treat them that's almost like another 30 40 minutes then the hand sanding but the handle and uh having to cure with everything that's like 20 to 30 hours so it cures properly Mm -hmm. so two or three days man uh typically for if you were just working on one knife and that's like you know 12, 15 hours per knife, depending. And that's if you don't have any problems. Sometimes you can get all the way through it and the knife will crack or something like that. It'll be, you'll notice a crack. You just got to start all over. So, yeah, man, it's it's different for each knife. How did you price that? Like, how did you come up with your price for well, each one? Uh, I try to go by, like, what all I spent on the materials. And uh, you basically double that, and then you come up with, like, an hourly rate. So it's, like, materials, double that, and then kind of give yourself, like, an hourly rate. Um, but even that, man, uh, like apparently I'm still, and I, I mean, I, I'm still fairly new. So there's a lot of things that I don't know about it. And I'm sure like there'll be plenty of other guys. Quality is way better. I'm still charging like a third the price of like what most knife makers that I know charge. Right. So I try to like keep it low and like pretty affordable to people that know what it is. A lot of people will message me like, Hey, you know, I want a knife and I'll tell them the price of like, Oh my God, no, I'll, I'll just go to Walmart and get a knife. And I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, and it's, it's awesome because you're really putting your passion in to it and yeah, you know yeah. you're taking your time and making sure everything's right yeah that's so. the thing man you want it to like because you know now that it is like an official uh, an official brand and stuff like uh you want like people when they like think about it, they want to be like oh yeah this is awesome quality this is awesome product it looks amazing and it works good like to what i want so you like really want to spend all the time you can on it and like i get it like some people you know just think you know it's it shouldn't take this long or whatever but you know you'll have that with every just does yeah, yeah but it just does yeah yeah <laughs> if you want something good i mean you know the quality control it sounds like you've already instilled that so yeah yeah so yeah so what does your family think <laughs> like, because <laughs> you know you're really you're really honest yeah, in these videos. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, for the most part, I don't think uh, my parents probably don't watch my videos that much anymore. They right. might like every now and then peek through, <laughs> peek in a video or something. But I don't honestly. I don't expect them to watch it. I like hope that they don't most of the time. But uh, and you know that's kind of the thing. Like I've had some of them. Like some of my family be like, you shouldn't you know make videos like that. And I'm like, well, I'm like these videos aren't for you guys. It's like this is you know. It's like a different generation of humor. I was like, so I don't, I don't expect you guys to like 
find the humor in it or like i mean obviously i'm saying some messed up stuff and like messed up scenarios in a lot of my videos but i was like this like it isn't really for their kind of humor so they're supportive of how that how it's going for me they're you know thrilled that it's going as good as as it is but uh, as far as like the you know watching it and stuff like that i wouldn't expect them to so i mean if you didn't put yourself out there like that i don't you know it i definitely don't think it would have picked up the way it did because people appreciate that yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah They appreciate the time, you you know, and, and the stuff that, you know, just your observations of everyday life is what people love. Yeah. Just, but, uh, you know, that being said, like, uh, you know, what's the, what's the ultimate goal? Like, uh, what do you want to prove with at the end of the day? Like 30 years from now, someone says, you know, hey, you know, Caleb Francis, what do you want them to say about you? Man, I'd love it to be, uh, get to where I was like a household name. Um, that would be the ultimate goal, get to where, you know, maybe eventually I could be in, you know, some, maybe like Netflix, something like that. I mean, that's like, that would be a dream, get, getting to where I could be in like actual comedies, uh, a show, like even just like background stuff, man. Anything that I could get into that was like, even if I was just like a writer for a show or something like that and uh, could even like be in just parts of it, that would be like the dream, man, to for the stuff that I think is funny and like the comedy that I have to be put out on like a bigger screen, wider audience, just, you know, just something like that. Like I, I just wanted to reach as many people as possible and just kind of be known for the, the kind of humor that I have. That's you know, it's a, it's a mix of quite a few different people and, uh, you know, and it's not like the same as the regular people you see on, uh, YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that. So I want to be known for my own kind of comedy. Caleb Francis, I am a fan and am proud to be in the same neighborhood as you while you climb the influencer ranks. You can find Caleb Francis Comedy on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also order his amazing custom knives by visiting Wolfgar Customs on Facebook. Appalachian Startup is a bi-weekly podcast, so be sure to check back for more stories of entrepreneurship. Like us on Facebook and Instagram and support the show by grabbing a sticker from our online store at AppalachianStartup.com. Review our podcast on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud as well. We are on Patreon so you can support the show there and allow us to showcase more businesses in Appalachia. Stay tuned for more stories of underdogs on the rise.